0: Hello and welcome to The Lancet Podcast. Richard Lane here on Friday, March the 11th. This week we're going to discuss a paper published online on Thursday, March the 10th, which is also in the March the 12th to the 18th issue of the journal, and it concerns a possible new therapeutic approach to the treatment of type 2 diabetes. It's a phase 2 proof concept study, and earlier I spoke to the author who is called
1: Professor Bernard
0: Zinman. I'm a
1: professor at the University of Toronto and senior scientist at the Samuel Lunenfeld Research Institute
0: and director of the Diabetes Centre at Mount Sinai Hospital. Professor Zinman, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. You're one of the authors of a very interesting looking study. It's a phase two proof-of-concept study, and it's looking at an alternative way of delivering therapy for people with type 2 diabetes. Can you just outline the key clinical questions and aims of the study?
1: It is uh, clear that in in, uh, replacing insulin, there are two components that one has to consider. One is the basal replacement, and the other is making sure that appropriate insulin is given for meals. This study addresses the issue of basal insulin replacement, and it looks at a ultra-long-acting basal insulin that's been developed by Novo Nordisk called Degludec. And the aim of the study was to uh, compare it to another basal insulin, glargine, in patients with type 2 diabetes, and as you indicated, in a phase 2 proof-of-concept study. And so individuals were either given insulin degladec, the ultra-long-acting preparation, once a day. They were given insulin degladec three times a week, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday regimen, or insulin glargine. And we uh, compared uh, the primary outcome, namely uh, the uh, reduction in A1c. Now these were type 2s who had failed oral hypoglycemic agents and had an elevated hemoglobin A1c between 7 and 11%. The results are that the decrease in hemoglobin A1c was remarkably similar with all three regimens, even giving insulin degladec Monday, Wednesday, and Friday resulted in a very robust reduction in, in, in A1C. The other uh, important parameter to measure in the context of insulin therapies is the rate of hypoglycemia. And it would appear that insulin degludec given once daily, had lower rates of hypoglycemia compared to uh, the other two uh, regimens. So these individuals uh, uh, had never uh, received insulin. As it turns out, many patients with type 2 diabetes do eventually require insulin. Insulin is a therapy that's life-saving for type 1 diabetes, but for type 2 diabetes, many uh, patients do progress uh, so that diet, exercise, and oral agents are not sufficient to control their glucose, their diabetes, and that's because of continued beta cell failure, and as a consequence, require insulin therapy. The first insulin that's usually introduced in type two diabetes is a basal insulin to go along with the oral agents, and that's administered once a day. So these individuals that we uh, recruited for the
0: study uh, had never been treated with insulin before. What do you think are the main implications from here? Because as you've said, and I said in the introduction, this is proof of concept, this is phase two. It was a relatively short trial in duration, wasn't it? 16 weeks. So we we mustn't get too carried away at this stage. Absolutely, and, and obviously
1: uh, the process of, of establishing a new therapy goes through a careful, systematic approach where there are phase one studies and then there's phase two studies. And ultimately, before there can be an approval of a new therapy. There has to be a phase three study, which involves much larger numbers of patients with different backgrounds and perhaps even with longer duration, a half a year or up to a year. What we can say at this point is that uh, this new uh, ultra-long-acting insulin seems uh, very attractive uh, and uh, the results are very positive in the context of it providing better basal replacement and that it may be a very useful added uh, uh, tool to our uh, clinical management of diabetes. And we have to, however, wait and see uh, what the uh, phase three uh, results uh, demonstrate, which should be being reported uh, in the not-too-distant future what stage is the phase three study at? Has it already started? The phase three studies are shortly going to be completed and some have been completed and uh, you know the scientific
0: presentations have not been done so we haven't seen the results uh, and we're awaiting those. And a final point not wanting to anticipate the phase three results but you see one of the most potentially Useful results here it concerns compliance of patients to given that they only need to to have the therapy three times a week. If these results are repeated in phase three, is that one of the real benefits? It should increase or improve compliance to self administration
1: personally, i don't think that is a major uh, uh, you know value of this kind of therapy. I think the the three times a week component that we tested in the phase two was principally to illustrate uh, that the uh, half-life and the duration of action of this new insulin was uh, quite substantial that it, that it could actually provide coverage over uh, an entire week when it's injected only three times a week. But I don't think that's going to be um, the principal way it'll be used. And the reason is because one of the other uh, advantages of of this insulin would be a lower rate of hypoglycemia, and that uh, is achieved. Pr- when it's given daily, that remembering to take your insulin is probably easier to do it on a daily basis. So I don't see that, um, you know, proceeding along a route where there's less uh, than daily injection
0: as being a major, uh, well, a we major advantage. Well, we await phase three results uh, with interest, but in, in the meantime, Professor Bernard Zinman, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. Pleasure. Well, many thanks to Professor Zinman and to you all for listening. Next week, Cholera in Haiti. Bye for now.